Welcome to the Warrior Families Movement, where we learn how to create lives and homes in which you and your family are all passionately engaged in using your gifts and the fight for good. I'm your host, Karen Bates, and I'm excited to journey with you as we learn to let go of the weights of distraction, perfectionism, comparison, and control, so we can freely walk with courageous purpose and loving presence on our unique paths. Each episode is designed to shine light on a step you can take toward your inspired dreams and vision for lifting your family and lighting the world. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you all had an awesome and somewhat uncomfortable weekend because, you know, we don't grow unless we're out of our comfort zone. So hopefully we all stretched a little and and challenged ourselves or were challenged to to get out of our comfort zones a bit. On today's podcast, we get to hear from Jody Shafee and some of the experience that she's had that challenged and stretched her to choosing to clearly define her family culture without the limiting beliefs that society was placing on her or that she was even placing on herself. I think we can all relate to things not going as planned in our lives and then asking ourselves later if our plans were even what we really wanted or needed. Often we look back on those experiences with deep gratitude that our plans did not come to be. Jody explains in this episode how some of her plans have gone a little differently than she expected. But I, for one, am grateful for all of the things she's learned and that she is teaching others as she's had the experiences that she's had and how she has had to really look at success in her own family and at what really, really matters to them. I actually met Jody well over a year ago when I started feeling a nudge to start a podcast. And she was selling a course on how to start one, so I signed up to get a call about what she was doing and what it was about. During that call, I just loved talking to her about my dreams and about how she got started. I was really inspired by her story and her willingness to put herself out there and help other people. Then later, well earlier this year, I watched a worldwide conference that our church does twice a year. And after that conference, I just had so many, my mind was flooded with so many ideas and I yearned for people to talk through them with. I thought of Molly Christensen and Jody Shafee because they were doing similar things to what I was doing and I knew they could both relate. I asked them if they wanted to get together online periodically to brainstorm ideas about how to share our message. I'm now super grateful for the chats we've had and for that feeling I had then to contact them. Something about Jody is that not only has she researched so many things about family culture and how to establish it, but she has also interviewed hundreds of people who are doing things a little bit differently than the cultural norms and has soaked in their wisdom and experience as well. As you talk to her, she is quick to notice a false belief in a story you're telling yourself and to share a principle that will help you understand a better way to see it. She's an incredible mentor and friend, and she really does serve everyone with genuine love. I am still inspired as I watch her work to help all in her reach see a clearer vision of who we are meant to be. I'm super grateful for her influence in my life and for the encouragement she gave me to start a podcast. I am excited to have her share her inspiring story and wisdom with you today. I know her passion will inspire you. Here is Jody. Hi, Karen. Thanks so much for having me on your show. I'm really excited to be part of your launch and for the journey that is ahead for you. Um, so the question you ask is, what is one story of how you were nudged to do what you do? Well, I was nudged <laughs> when um, one uh, day in two, 2016, our house flooded. A pipe burst in the upstairs bathroom, and we woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of gushing water. And 
rushed around to shut off the water and saw water just cascading into our living room and dining room and and um but that was just the tip of the iceberg (laughs) because all of that was felt like what was the culmination of what felt like our family beginning to to really kind of deteriorate because of our quality of life and so I have to go back a little bit to explain why because when Michael and I were going to school we knew we wanted to work together we were doing a campus job together and we wanted to be able to to design our life together but when when we graduated especially when Michael graduated it was a height at the height of the recession and the jobs that he was looking for or was qualified for and that were in alignment with his goals just were not available and so he ended up taking a job that he just was the only job available and he was very underemployed and it was it was really soul crushing because he was I mean his mind was just kind of atrophying because he just wasn't being challenged and and he was not being paid well enough to to support a family really and so we relied a lot on like student loans when he was going to grad school and I was going to I was continuing to finish my education and um, around the time that we both finished those degrees um, our, our our student loan payments were going to be due and we had we were adding a third child to our family and we needed larger housing and we needed a larger vehicle and um, so Michael was able to find a new job that paid him better but it required out-of-pocket expenses for training and it was commission-based and so it required a lot of hours and a lot of and a long commute and so he did that for about four years before the time that this flood happened and during that time he was really suffering because of the long hours the long commute and this work that was really also pretty soul-crushing because it wasn't at all what he wanted to do and it was it was doing work that was just lining the pockets of wealthy people that he um didn't feel like it was in alignment with anything that he valued so he was just having a really hard time with it and Meanwhile, I was just kind of the mom, and I I love being the mom, and I love homeschooling my kids, uh, but I hated seeing him suffer, and I hated watching our family feel like we were nowhere near achieving any of our goals. I remember sitting down at one point, and we were talking about like our five-year plan, like Michael could go back to school again, (laughs) or we figure something else out, and and the five-year plan was just darkness, like we couldn't see any way out of our situation and so finally when he had Michael had the opportunity to stay with the company but move to a different town and so we were at least outside of where we had been living which was in around Washington DC which is really expensive area and it was really um, soul-crushing to be in that area (laughs) in a lot of ways but also because in that time when he took on that job that was commission-based and we had all these added expenses we quickly found ourselves spiraling into crushing debt. And when we had the opportunity to move, it felt like that there was a really good opportunity to start getting our finances under control and he could start making this larger commission and working more. And um, and we were pretty excited about that opportunity. But then when the flood happened, I felt like we hadn't prepared ourselves for something so catastrophic we hadn't 
been able to really even like digest something this catastrophic and I was really scared and I started to wonder like at what point do these families that you witness who seem like they're doing okay suddenly they're falling apart and they're getting a divorce and you find out that there was this whole mess of <laughs> of drama going on in their family and I just didn't want that to be us meanwhile I was also thinking how do we raise our kids to avoid this path that we've been on when we did everything we were supposed to do? We did everything right. We went to school. We worked hard. We got good grades. We we planned to, to get the job so that we could climb the corporate ladder and all these different things. And none of that thing none of those things panned out for us. And being a homeschooling family, I knew that I wanted something different. I, I knew I wanted to prepare my kids for a world that we don't know what it's gonna look like in 10, 20 years from now. And so this idea of family culture popped into my head of something that I wanted to explore to understand what is it about the customs, the traditions, the rules of, the, of society that led us down this path that we didn't really question along the way. And, and we never really also took the time to think for ourselves in a way that, that um, we could explore our possibilities and our creativity and our talent and our potential because the checklist was clear. You go to school, you get good grades, you get a job, you have a family, you get a house and a car and blah, 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 blah. And we did all those things and our quality of life was severely suffering. Not only were we experiencing crushing debt, we were also experiencing crushing depression. And I knew that if we continued down that path and that trajectory that we would really severely suffer. Well, it turns out that when Michael got that job transfer to to leave Washington, D.C., and I spent that first three years of us living there, starting my podcast and exploring this idea of family culture, and the office that he transferred to actually stopped providing him with work. And so his pay suffered severely because it's commission-based work. And um, so last year, two years ago now, I encouraged him to quit his job because I couldn't watch him suffer anymore. And I knew that if we were going to live intentionally with our family culture intact, that I couldn't in good conscience keep pushing him to go to a job he hated that was deteriorating his psyche and ultimately um, crippling our family culture. And so we decided that he needed to leave the job and we were going to focus on building a business which led us to selling our house and moving with my parents. <laughs> and so, but the reason why I started on this path is because I knew we needed to live with intention and we needed to make deliberate decisions about the feeling we wanted to cultivate in our homes, the goals that we had for our family and the ultimate vision of where we wanted to go. We still have this dream of being able to work together and build businesses together. And that dream is still a possibility. And we're working on it together. And that's that's why I'm so obsessed with with entrepreneurship and, and also family culture because I believe that the way that we, you know, the habits and the patterns that we implement in our family, those are the things that will become our worldview. And I want my kids to to know that their worth is not tied in with any job or culture that that says that if you if you fit into some certain mold then you have more value and um or that you should 
search for um, only f- and only follow a quote unquote marketable degree or or path or go to the school that's going to get you good letters at the end of your name or things like that, that 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 is a path to success but there are many paths to success and I want to help cultivate that vision in my family's life that there are many ways to succeed and yes it's hard and it's challenging but it's worth it to to live with intention and have a clear conscience of the path that is right for you so I hope that answers that question. <laughs> the next question is, um, what is the guiding principle of your for your life? Or what motivates you to do the work you are doing in your home and for others? I think that story kind of summarizes that up, that I want to help families to to live with that intention, to be guided by their own definition of success, and for my family, the guiding principle is I need to get my family safe. I need us to get to a place where I want to get us to a place where we have choices. We have the freedom to make those choices and we aren't hindered by limiting beliefs around the stories that we tell ourselves about finances or the stories we tell ourselves about entrepreneurship or or hard work or working smarter and not harder you know there's there's a lot of constructs and stories that that impact our society and our culture and our beliefs that i think a lot of times we just we don't really question we don't want to think about it until we're in a situation where we're like wait a second how did i get here (laughs) and so my guiding principle is to get to a safe place where we have choices where we aren't limited by any specific constructs that tell us that we can only do x y and z because of what i mean what what is the limiting construct that keep people from succeeding i don't want to have those limitations i want to be able to feel like our families have the capacity to grow infinitely and support the family as the main you know institution of of a civilized and thriving society that our families need to thrive, our families need to be founded on principles and deliberate design for what we want to develop and cultivate in our families. I think that a lot of people are afraid that they don't have a direction or they don't have a handbook of instructions for how to raise their kids, but this idea around family culture is you write the handbook. You get to write it yourself and to be the expert of your family culture because you understand your family, you're cultivating the values that you find important and the mission and the vision that you have for your lives. And it's it's not as scary when you're the one that's creating that and you need to be willing to not be limited by the the beliefs of the world that are judging you or they don't know your kids as well as you do or you know there's so many so many constructs out there that are just there to limit us and to instill fear and manipulation and those are the things i want to avoid for my family and others so the final question is um what are the most important personal and family habits you have set in place that allow you or guide you to do your work in alignment with your guiding motive or principle so we are very much about um, just really honoring our kids and their personalities and honoring our family and their individuality. And uh, 
one of the habits and things that we like to do, and we, we sometimes get out of the habit of doing this, but we really like doing our, our morning routine is doing um, five to ten minutes of six things. And I learned this from a book called The Miracle Morning. And so the first step is silence. So we do five to ten minutes of meditation as a family. And then affirmations. So we actually have these affirmations. Like one of my favorites is, um, I learn more about myself when I step outside of my comfort zone. So affirmations that are true, that are eternal principles, and you know things like I'm a child of God, or you know I know that I am loved by my family, or things like that. So affirmations, and then we do five to ten minutes of visualization. So we we pick a point in the future, and we all sit down and talk about it, or or it's a situation in the future. Like a lot of times, the kids like to dis- discuss their dream home, or their dream treehouse, or um, where they want to be what what we think it will look like in 10 years from now and we discuss oh what age are you going to be in 10 years oh this cool and and kind of visualize what what that's going to look like and that vision is so crucial because our kids just they love that they love dreaming especially during this time when we've been shut in during covid and things like that it's been challenging but when we sit down and we daydream it's really exciting it's really fun so visualization is really powerful and then we do exercise and then we read we read from the scriptures and the curriculum that our church has given us to to read and study the scriptures and we do five to ten minutes of journal time so um all those those six things are really crucial for 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 being able to help our kids cultivate their their identity when they speak up about their vision and the affirmations it's really powerful to hear their thoughts and encourage their thoughts and encourage their dreams and um help them to 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 pick out you know what they want to be and what they want to do and that helps to inform the the smaller goals that they have and set for themselves so I hope that was useful and insightful and interesting. (laughs) Um, Thanks again, Karen, for allowing me to be part of your platform. And I'm honored to be able to support you and feel that somehow my message has been supportive to you. And thank you for asking. Thank you so much for your thoughtful words, Jody. Isn't it so fun to hear her question the norms of society and explore how to live more true to who she really is? You can continue to learn from Jody on her Family Culture Movement podcast. You can find it at Family Culture Podcast on Instagram, or you can check out her webpage, jodyshafee.com with double F and double E at the end. And like always, the links to all those helpful resources are in the show notes. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Will you please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends so that we can grow this warrior family movement and encourage one another in using our unique gifts in the fight for good. And if you'd like to know more about the Warrior Journey program, the events, the school, or any other resources, please visit awarriereducation.com. And I'll see you there.